Let us bow down. Father, I bow down before you as a very unworthy servant. Lord, I am not at all worthy to take your oracles in my mouth. It is not me. You have made it possible. Father, I submit myself. I myself is a very wretched person. If you take your grace from me, I am a wretched person. It's only your grace, Lord. Father, as I say your word, I talk, I speak unto your children. Father, it is your word. Let it have its way. Let it go very deep into their hearts as, Father, you intended while you were making this message. Father, I submit myself unto you. Father, I pray for all, all, the, all the support, Father, even the verses that is being projected. Father, give them the grace. Father, I pray for those who are standing and making it possible that, Lord, Father, give them the special grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. I am really, uh, you know, whenever I come before the pulpit, I know I am really scared. One time, uh, one time I made a mistake, so I am, I am very humble. I'm with a humble heart, humility, I come before you, before you all and before God. So uh, today we are just going to meditate. For the meditation's sake, we are going to Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, second verse onwards. And uh, on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he has made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So we read about first day, second day, third day and sixth day also and then we read about seventh day. But we have never read that the eighth day started we read that God sanctified the seventh day. Uh, he was actually blessed seventh day. Seventh day ended and eighth day started, we have not uh, read in the Bible. So he had been blessing the seventh, seventh day. His creation showing and communing with them and showing him himself. We will come back to this portion later. So, God has blessed the seventh day. Uh, when we look about, look at man, man was created as a masterpiece of God. Why is a masterpiece? Because he was created in his own image. One. The second thing is, he created everything, everything but when it came to God, God created him. 
all the other things he created by the word, but here he made a special creation. And the another thing is that he breathed the life into him. That is, he never breathed life into any other, any, any, any other creation. But we see that God breathed. That, was, uh, that makes us uh, the masterpiece of God. So, uh, then we see that itself is a righteousness of God. God created man in a special manner. That itself is a righteousness of God. He breathed, gave life. He has the authority upon us. He is the author. He started your life and my life. And he is going to finish. We are going to end our life with him. That is the beauty of the Christian life. So he, may he be the author and finisher of your faith. You will see cross at the beginning and towards the end. We will be in him. We thank God for that, for that righteousness that he has given to us. He gave us many blessings. Every day you think, every night you go and sleep, every day morning you get up, is righteousness of God. Every, uh, we are able to walk, that is righteousness of God. If the gravity was not there, we, we would never be able to walk. Have you ever thought that even the freely given air is our life, is, is, is our life-saving drug? If it was not there during Corona, how many, how many people, how, many, how much money they had to spend? Just imagine, it is the righteousness of God. It is the righteousness of God that they are, he has brought you here. It is not your merit. It is nothing of yours. What do you think about yourself? What do I think about myself? It is nothing. It's only God's mercy and kindness. Every day that we are able to walk. One very healthy man at the age of 40, about three, four months back, died because of corona. So we are all just here because of his mercy. Uh, now, we will be uh, looking, looking, at, looking at further. Uh, God communed with his children, but he gave very specific uh, command, ca commandment. That is only one commandment that was that if you eat from the tree of the good and evil, that you shall die. Someone would think that why God gave that command, commandment itself. If there was no tree like that, it would have been easy. We wouldn't have made a mistake. But the, there is righteousness of God there also. Because if God had not given, uh, given that uh, freedom, for us to choose between good and bad, the, 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 uh, you need to listen properly, otherwise you will miss. Uh, so, uh, because you miss something, then you will not get the uh, balanced part of it. Uh, I am just helping you out. All right. So, when God gives you, uh, gives that freedom unto you to choose right and wrong, then his love is a 
at the epitome. So we see that that the love is at the epitome when he gave the freedom. So, uh, so uh, freedom he has given us also the righteousness of God. If otherwise we would have been like any other tree, plant, or animal. That's the one thing that God gave us. So just imagine that choice was the righteousness of God. So uh, when you uh, uh, having uh, after having the communion with God, there was only one test that was related to the freedom. We have every day morning and evening and while you're working the same test. For whom do we give priority? This is the question that is unto you in your life. Let that question be there, hanging. Uh, when did Eve sin? This is a question again. Further, I am asking. Eve, I am just giving you the answer also, that Eve did keep both God's commandment and the devil's commandment on the tablet of her heart. This is what we are all doing. What were the words of the devil? The words were of the devil was, did God really say that you should not eat of that tree? That was the first verse. Then, what was the words of God? Words of God was, you shall not eat, you shall surely die. This was the first test. Whether to hear devil, devil has said something, God had said something. So, these uh, two are the first test. The next level of test is, the suggestion of the devil. We read in the fourth verse, Genesis 3, 4, you shall never die. So that is contrary to God's, you shall never die. I think when this verse was spoken by the devil, devil, devil was watching Eve's face. And he, and she was thinking, he was looking at the emotion of the lady. And then, what you see is that the face was changing. So, in the fifth verse, for God do know, do know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. This is actually the devil saying, shall be opened and you shall be as gods. Now, this is a real test because... Now you have God as a supreme authority over you. Now the devil says you will be like God. That means God will not have any control upon you. So you see that God had given that freedom, but now here is a chance that he is giving, that the devil is giving to go against God, who is the creator. So now there are two suggestions before the heart of Eve, one from God and from the, one from the devil. The commandment of God was that you shall surely die. Then the lie of the devil was you shall not die, 
and you shall be as God. Which one you take? We all know that we will, if we were put in Eve's place, that is what we need to do. That is the same situation that we are going forward in every day. Every day we have God's uh, plan and our own plan now because in most of the decisions we take our own decision. So, uh, I'm not talking about you alone. I'm talking about me also. We all combine together. We are children of God. So, in other words, the devil wants the supremacy of God in your life and position. He wants to position us in that place so that we will fight with God so his plan is working, working out. So, he wants us to be like God in everything. For this, he is working really hard. Maybe through your company, through your bosses, that you have to come on a Friday. You should not even, you, you have to go back to your house only at 9 o'clock, 12 hours working, working hours, and you cannot pray, you cannot do anything. So all these things, devil is working to make you a king. Now, uh, in Genesis 3, 6, and the woman saw, see, this is that thing. So, let me ask you, where did the sin conceive? Where did the sin conceive? Now, in the sixth verse, we see, and when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and, the, and a tree to be desired of make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. See, the sin happened in the heart. In all the times, the sin happens in your heart. Then the, then the action, the deed follows. So, here we see that, that is why God says it is by faith, not by deeds. Because deeds is something that you do afterwards because of your faith. If you don't believe in God, then you, have, you, are the, you are the king. You will do it at your own way. But if you believe in God, then your acts should follow. Acts should not come first. Acts should follow. So because your righteousness is God. Now, uh, the next is, when the sin entered, immediately you committed, then you have all kind of hiding, going under shelter, trying your own ways to make clothing to cover your nakedness. And then the first, again, the first sin starts blaming, putting the blame on others. First, Adam puts on, the, on God. Then he puts on his wife. Wife puts on his devil. We, we know that story. So the sin starts, it conceives in our heart. So uh, James uh, 1.14 says, Everyone is drawn away by his own lust. When lust has conceived, it brings forth say, uh, sin. Lust has conceived. So the lust 
is the one thing we have to always see in whichever situation that you have put. What is your interest? Put that on the table of your heart. What is your interest? If you put that in, in the table of the heart, you need grace. If you have grace, you will put that on the table. And then you will see what is the intention. This is what God is also looking at. What is the intention? So if you want to know his way, you need to know the intention of your heart. This is the same thing that Lord is also looking, look, look, looking at. If you are able to track that, then you are under grace. God only gives that wisdom, not anyone else. So, uh, Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart. Now, when Jesus talks, Jesus talks in chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 5 and, 5 and 6, if you are angry with your brother, you have committed murder. Jesus then again says, if you are lust, if you look at a woman with a lust, lustful eyes, you know that you have committed adultery. So see the, see the degree of seriousness of that one murder. It just goes from anger to murder. Now, God says you have to track your anger before you track the murder. Because murder is only an action. The first thing happens in your heart. So that is what Jesus says. This, and Jesus says, this is the righteousness of God. And when you, uh, when you uh, read uh, uh, that part, you understand that God is very much interested in what happens in your heart, not later on. Uh, so, uh, he is very much interested whether you have the faith, because faith brings out works. Works is only an action later. So, uh, we uh, read here, so let us look the heights of the understanding of law. The law was given, the law was given. Before, before, be, be, before that, I wanted to uh, bring Abraham, Abraham's righteousness. How Abraham was considered? Because from the beginning, God will see each and every one. He didn't see any person. He saw Cain and Abel. There also you see that it is not mentioned that, uh, that uh, uh, Cain Work, uh, sorry, Abel uh, worked from the faith, but he, it says from the heart. See, from when you say when you see that it is from the heart, we see that it started from the heart. That was the difference. You know, you see Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, when uh, Abel gave a better sacrifice from the heart itself, he did not have wrath. He did not have anger. How do you know that he, uh, Cain, worked out of his anger, out of his works, not by faith, because he was angry after that. He was angry later on. So, it is not simply that uh, Cain did that. Cain did everything 
by seeing that his act is righteous. He wants to make his acts righteous. That was the problem. He was not doing out of his love. So you see that in Abraham also. Abraham, when he was called, he just, we read that he didn't look left or right. He walked from leaving his relations and his uh, nation. And then after that, we see that he was, uh, he was, he was again offered his son through. That is a very clear uh, picture of how Jesus uh, is being given. Then again, we see the redemption plan, uh, uh, how the promises uh, Lord gave. In Galatians 3.16, now, uh, to now Abraham and the seed, where the promises were made, and it, there it says, it is Christ towards the end. You see that in the towards the end. Sister, can you just... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 360, yes. See? And to your seed, who is Christ? Yeah. Now, in uh, 430 years, the children of God grew in number, and then God gave the Passover lamb. There also we see Christ. We see the righteousness of God in everywhere. When he gave the promises to Abraham, when we, we saw the righteousness of God from the beginning, and then we saw the Passover lamb as a shadow of Christ, there also we see the Passover lamb given. Then, uh, later on, God gave the law. It was very much as essential to show his holiness and the righteousness of God. So for that, he gave the law. Now, the law was given, and the law instead of understanding the maximum, giving maximum value uh, to be sought by God, they took the minimum value. See, in the worldly thing, let me ask you, we are all sending children to school from the LKG to 10th. Why do you send like that? When it is, when he is about 15 or 16, you can just uh, teach him or whatever is required for the 10th exam. You can, and you can get a qualification. Why do you do that? Have you ever thought how much we are careful in the worldly, worldly, worldly thing? How much we are careful? Have you ever thought that had, had we give, uh, had, did we give any kind of, a, any kind of serious, seriousness with regard to God? Friday? Yeah, we will be looking at, coming on Friday, we will be looking, looking, looking at that. It's very, very important. Towards the end, we see everything fine, but there will be an end day for each and every one of us that we will not be able to reach, we will not be in, uh, as the, uh, the thief on the right, right hand side. He was lucky, but unless if we are giving so much importance for the worldly things, God will definitely ask, where I was in your life? Can you answer that question? There's a question for you. Now, uh, now we uh, read, now, we, now Jesus, uh, now God gave the law, and the law attaining righteousness was very, very difficult. So attaining, the, uh, the, 
people had their own righteousness. That is what we see as Pharisees. They had their own standards. And they said, this is law. Jesus said, no, this is not law. Law is not this. Law is not committing murder, but it starts from the anger. So there had been a difference, such a big difference. That is, that is why always God says that your thoughts are not my thoughts. So how the sky is over, over us, that much difference is there. So who can bridge the gap? Only Christ. Only Christ can take you from the earthen level to the heavenly level. So here we see that G Jesus came for two things. One is redemption from the law and uh, re redeeming, uh, redeeming us from sins. Uh, Pharisee and the publican. When you read that uh, particular uh, uh, story, you see that he fasts twice in a week and give tithes of all that he possesses. And in the 13th verse, the publican standing afar, not lift up so much, uh, uh, standing afar, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me as a sinner. We all know this. We all know the story. But you have to look from the God's point of view. Both of them needed Christ. Both of them. Not only the Pharisee, the, uh, uh, the publican also. So one needs repentance from sin, but the other person needed repentance from the self-righteousness. When, why God, Jesus was against self-righteousness? This is the one that stands against God, makes you stand against God. Now, when you read uh, Ma uh, Matthew chapter 7, judge, judge not that you might be judged. You know that part, that there is a big, uh, uh, it says a beam inside your eye. What is that beam? What is, what is not allowing you to have full, full vision? Jesus, what, is, what is that beam? That beam is nothing but your self-righteousness. I am not reading that part. You read that part and you will see that it is our self-righteousness that does not allow us to have the full light of God. So then, we see that man is competing with God. They want to make a name, a name in Genesis chapter 11. They want it. From there, you see two streams flowing side by side, but one to the heaven and one to the kingdom of the devil. We see in 16, 17, and 18, uh, 17 and 18 of uh, Re 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 Revelation. So we see that there, uh, this stream is competing with God. Now, we have the option of taking any of the streams. Uh, Prophet Isaiah was a person like that. When in the first chapter of Isaiah, we see that, uh, we see that our sinful nation, he had been so righteous, a, a righteous person. He, uh, a people laden in iniquity, uh, Isaiah 1, 4, a seed of evildoers, children of corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. It's all mentioned there. Then in the fifth chapter, you see six times, woe unto them, 
woo unto them, woo unto them, woo unto them. From the first to the fifth, you, you see this continuously, that he was a righteous person. In the sixth chapter, he happened, he had an encounter with God, Lord sitting upon a throne and in lifted up, and then he saw the seraph, seraph, seraphins face to face. When he saw this, it was awesome. For him, he could not take it. So he, he heard that post of the door moved in the voice of him and cried out. Then we uh, see that uh, the sound coming, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. He never encountered such a, uh, such a situation in his life. That was God himself. So when he encountered and the whole world, what he saw at that point, full of his glory, and this was the experience for him, he was a very righteous person. But when he had this encounter in Isaiah 6, 5, it, first time it is written, 6, 5, who is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. All the time, he said, you, 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 you. And then he turned it back, oh, unto me. This is what, when a person gets converted as a Christian. Until then, we will find. Even, we will always find that what kind of a, uh, what kind of a, uh, a relationship that we have. Uh, please uh, do not divert your attention, please. This is not the time. So, yeah. So, this is the time that you see, oh, unto me. First time when you have an encounter with God. You know, you have come and sitting for just half an hour, 45 minutes. If you are not able to hear the message, then it's all a waste. Really a waste. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry for that. Uh, so, we are talking about the uh, righteous people. So, uh, woe unto me. That's the first time that it happens when you meet God. So, uh, then, after that, after that, in the eighth verse, there is a sound. Whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? There is a trinity there. Who shall go for us? And immediately you see Isaiah qualified for that because he found himself guilty. And you see immediately after, 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 after that, you see that the, sera the seraphim, one of the seraphim takes the coal, the live coal, into his tongue. And it's, his tongue becomes clean. How does it happen? It was when he submitted before God, he said, oh unto me, he was in the altar and that coal was his own body, which is dead. That coal is used in his tongue and cleansed. That was his sacrifice, his full body. That is what we read in uh, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Perfect sacrifice. We see that perfect sacrifice, uh, sacrifice here when, that, when he took the coal and touched his tongue. And then he was ready for the job. Whom shall I send? Then uh, he said, here I am, send me. Then Isaiah was qualified. 
Then after that, you see in the seventh chapter, in the ninth chapter, in chapter by chapter, he is prophesying about the righteousness of Christ. That is the beauty. He is till fifth chapter. You don't see, uh, uh, you don't see Isaiah pro prophesying about Christ. In the seventh word, he said, "He shall be called Emmanuel." In the seventh chapter, and in the uh, ninth chapter, he says, he, "He says a child is born." Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Give glory to God. Give glory to God. Lift your hands up. Are you all sleeping? Please stand up, please. Please stand up. Please stand up. Yeah, just let us... Uh, Please, those who are sick, you can sit. You can sick, you can sit. Just raise his hand. He is a mighty God. He's a wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Just praise him. He is worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all praise. Please, 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 please be seated. Thank you. In Jesus' name. So, in Galatians 2.16... Knowing that a man is not justified. So, uh, you know, we see, that, uh, we see that we are, I'll give you a mathematical comparison, blaming others. When you say that you are, when I say, let it be me, I, I say that he is not right. He's, a, he's not a good person. I am making myself righteous. And then I am making that person compare with me. Now, where do I stand? Those who know maths will answer. It will be, if I am considering myself as perfect, I will be 100. The other person you can put any value you want. So, you, you will be comparing. This is, this is what, when we become righteous. When we become righteous in our, in our acts. So, but, when you Come, you meet God, what happens? Oh, unto me. Now, what is your value? And who is going to be in the denom denominator? The, if you put, definitely you will not put yourself as denom denominator when you say, oh, unto me to God. So God is the denominator. Who is the denominator? Me. What is my value? When you compare with God? Zero, yes. So we are not worthy at all. So when you take this mathematical comparison, that when you compare, we always consider we are taking God's place. In your place, God should come. In your place, God should come. Okay, just to give you a, an idea, there are three examples. Zacchaeus, when he said, he said, I am giving two times, four times. Peter said, I am a sinner, please go away from me. Then we see that uh, lady with the, uh, with the sin, he, she, she comes and says that, uh, that, uh, that I am a sinner. And, you know, I like that story. She comes and cries, weeps and cries and washes Jesus' legs. I used to think that if I could be that person, 
because when i came to the lord it was when i came to the lord i read this part i was just thinking how lucky that lady was if i could be it was a wonderful experience so you know that is from the heart but from when it is from uh, when your acts acts will not help you because see st thomas mount i think every one of you know st thomas mount st thomas mount in madras if you climb uh, if someone says if you climb 10 times you will be righteous and me and one other brother jona is coming with me jona will climb 10 times and i will be able to climb only half probably so will uh, will uh, that 10 times or my the thing will be counted before god it will be counted only when it is from heart from faith so uh, uh, knowing that a man is not justified by works by the law but by the faith in jesus christ then we saw the uh, galatians 2:19 for i through the law i am dead to the law that i might live unto god i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live but not i all this i stands for that my new person it's not uh, 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 sorry the old person that i am crucified with christ that i my old person nevertheless i live but when it is in christ that is that is that is why you see that every promise comes in christ to us but when you live your life christ is in you you see this both the things in every promises every blessings comes in christ but when you lie when you live the life you live in christ so uh so we need jesus for our sins for us for our, for our, for our sins that when we read ephesians chapter 2 uh, where in the past we walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of power everyone we were talking about law till now the acts now we are talking about the sins we need jesus christ the second part is that we need this uh, jesus christ for our sins so uh so the prince of power of the air we were all uh, working according to the lust of this world so then we see that in the fourth verse that god who's rich in mercy and his great love wherewith he loved us the great love that he loved us the great love that he loved us that is what we we we, we were looking at how god was providing us providing providing us now he has quickened us with christ by his grace then we read that in the eighth for by grace we are saved through faith and not by yourself it is a gift of god not of your works we are his workmanship created in christ unto good works so when we come to the grace we are his workmanship created in christ created not before that we were the prince of children of the prince of the world but when we 
come in grace, then we are, we are the workmanship created in Christ for unto good works. Uh, Ephesians 4.22 says that you put off concerning the for, uh, conversation of the old man, which was, the, which was our last year's uh, precept. So uh, former conversation of old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Then, it's, then it says, uh, and put on, that is 24, uh, the new man, put off the new man, uh, the new man which is created after God in righteousness and true holiness. Now, uh, Hebrews 4.12, we read there, for a uh, word of God is alive and powerful, it is sharper than uh, the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit. You read that particular verse between joint and marrow. It says that God is so powerful. God is so powerful. God sees everything. God sees everything. It goes into the marrow. It, it separates between, between the heart and soul, even your thinking. That is what it says. And then, see the next verse. Then it says that, uh, uh, it, 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 it says that uh, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes that he is one to whom we are accountable. We are accountable to that because we are dealing with God. We are dealing with God. That is, that is important. Now, Genesis 2-3, we started off from there that God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, and because it has rested. We read that God sanctified the seventh day, and it did not end. When Hebrews chapter 4, 1, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. This is Hebrews 4, 1. And then in 9, in, in the ninth verse, Hebrew 4, 9, uh, it says that there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. See, in between that, you will really understand, in between these uh, verses from 1 to 9, you will really understand what, uh, what, is, what, is, what is a rest and how we are in the, in the, in the rest of God. So there is still, that means seventh, uh, uh, seventh day is not over. Still, now also we are in grace. This is also God is communing with us. The day is not over. This is the seventh day that there is special rest waiting for the people of God. So the 11th uh, verse uh, says, so let us do our best to enter the rest. Uh, 11th verse. So here uh, we, uh, we see that God is interested in bringing us to his rest. To his rest. This is why God is here with us, in us. Emmanuel. Why? Because he's interested in us. Interested in you and in me. Yeah. So uh, Matthew 11.30 says, For my yoke is easy. This is Jesus saying, and my burden is light. 
my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Then uh, uh, 13, Hebrews 13, 13 says, so let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. So if we want to go to him, we need to go, we need to go to him bearing his reproach. That is, he said, that is, he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. This reproach, is, you, we, we, we can take as a burden. But then in Matthew 16, 24, then said Jesus unto the disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. What is denying himself? Denying himself means not wearing sack clothes and other things. No. What is denying ourselves? To be humble before God. To be humble with others in our dealings. It is all about humility. And take up the cross. What is his cross? Today we saw that on the table we have two decisions. On the table of the heart. Eve was confronted with two decisions that she had to take. Which one? So, if you take the one with God, you are going to carry his cross. But Jesus says that, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will not leave you. What more you want? Can you believe Jesus? If you can believe Jesus, say hallelujah. Thank you. So, uh, Matthew 16, 26, uh, uh, 6 says, For what a man, what, what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? The voice of prophet Isaiah is still there. Voice of the Lord saying to prophet Isaiah, it's still, it, is, it, is, it is still there. What is that voice? What is that voice? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? What will be our answer? What answer could we, could we give? We have, will, will we be able to say, here I am? Send me. Now, the question, for whom you have given priority in your life. We give so much priority for our worldly, worldly things, for our children's studies, 15, 20, for a doctor, I was talking to a doctor, it is about 20, 22, 23 years of studies, studies. We are looking for a good life here, but what about our life after death? This will go at any time, and this is in the hands of God. It is not, not with us. Whomever you think that you are strong, if I think that I am strong, I am, a, I am, a, I am one of the uh, foolish person. So let us not be foolish. Let us take that wise decision. What is your priority in your life? I always say that. Give glory to God in everything. That you are, seek God. Seek his righteousness, that when you are in his righteousness, when you are able to see, you will see yourself. 
that is a one simple, simple uh, thing that you, you, can, you can know. That whenever you are in His grace, you will see your problems. You will not look at others. You will not, you will not uh, judge others. So God, may God speak to you. I just want to uh, let us all stand up and ju just let us sing this song. Uh, we, uh, in Christ, uh, yeah, yeah. in Christ alone, can you? May God bless you all with this, with this, with this words. Amen. In Christ alone, my hope is found. Is my light, my strength, my song. The solid ground, ground to the fire. What is your priority? Who are you allowing in your heart? What form of creation have you allowed in your heart that is overshadowing the presence of God in your life? In Genesis 6 5, Genesis 6 5. reads, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. What are you allowing 
in your heart? Do you allow the presence of God to occupy your mind? Psalm 10 verse 3 says, For the wicked boast of his hard desire, he blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. And I will just close that with what the book of Ephesians says. Ephesians 6 verse 12 and 13. Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against priests, spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Let me just stop here. We've had the message this afternoon that God created man as masterpiece. But they've allowed the things of the world to take over their heart. So what is your priority? Is he God? Brethren, it is not easy because we are fighting against flesh and blood. Not just against flesh and blood, but the principality of darkness. Why can't you begin to talk to God? Lord, I want you as priority in my life. Every hindrances, everything that is not allowing me to serve you wholeheartedly, whatever is taking your creation, your presence in my life, that is taking me away from your presence. Father, take them away. Begin to talk to God. It is only when you table this before God, when you inform God, when you ask God that these are the area of your life that is diverting your attention from me. Because he has made you. What devil wants from you, he wants you to serve him. He wants that supremacy over you. It is you that will never allow that. Begin to talk to God. Lord, I wrestle not just against the flesh and blood, but against the principality of, the, of this world and all power. Father, render all this power useless in the mighty name of Jesus. Talk to God that, Lord, I want to devote my time for you. I want to have my time for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, Father, we want to thank you. We want to bless your name for another beautiful message from your throne. We thank you, Lord, because you make us to realize that, yes, you should be priority in our heart. That we should put you first. That we should do away with all the wickedness in our heart. All the, all the evils in our mind. Father, we appreciate you, Lord. Lord, whatever be the principality of darkness that is making us to be like a filthy garment before you, it's only through your mercy and your Holy Spirit that can deliver us. Father, deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus. We've had this message. Let it be fruitful in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go into our various homes, Father, your presence shall go with us in Jesus' name. We pray for your servant that you have used, Lord, that you continue to load him more in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to hear more from him. Anoint him more from your throne in the mighty name of Jesus. And let your presence follow him and his family in Jesus' name. Bless him, bless everything that connected to him in the mighty name of Jesus. 
and God will bless you also in Jesus' name. And as you go to your home, the presence of God is with you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray once again for those that are sick. God, touch them in Jesus' name. Heal them and let them testify to your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. For those that have traveled once again, they have gone safely. Let them return with testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many that are planning to leave, Father, we pray, Almighty God, that you'll be with them in Jesus' name. For the rest of the week, our program is in your hand. Take control in Jesus' name. And for the rest of the year, our program also is in your hand. Take control in the mighty name of Jesus. And let your name be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace together in fellowship. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Do have a wonderful week.